Christmas is one of those times where we uh, mentally prepare ourselves and we say to ourselves that this year is going to be different. Um, we convince ourselves that, that we have what it is to kind of write ourselves a brand new Christmas story. Uh, we say that it's going to be about family and friends, not about presents and commercialism. Uh, we say, I'm, I, I will make time and I will slow things down I, and I will enjoy it this year. And uh, in October and November, we kind of make ourselves a pinky promise to ourselves. I'll start Christmas well, I'll continue in Christmas well, and I'll finish Christmas well. But then late night, December the 24th, finds us frantically wrapping our Christmas presents as exhaustion racks our bones. And we promise ourselves once again, next year will be different. Now, if you're a parent, you've looked at your children, and I'm sure that you've said, I want them to start well, I want them to continue well, and I want them to finish well, but then real life sets in, and we realize that life is a bit more messy than simply starting well, continuing well, and finishing well. And we sit there in our failure, and we sometimes wonder whether our parents uh, wanted the same for us, to start well, to continue well, and to finish well. And... In a sense, these three measurements, starting well, finishing well, and continuing well, are like the judges in America's Got Talent or in the X Factor. And each of them, starting well, continuing well, and finishing well, has their hand poised over the red button. And we feel that we either get voted through to the next round, we've, we've either succeeded as parents, as children, as human beings, or we get the three X's and we're just waiting to hear that sound where we are told to get off the stage that we know that we failed. But sometimes if a judge is super impressed with someone, then they, then they have the power to use this thing called the golden buzzer once each season. That's my understanding. And when one of the judges hits the golden buzzer, music plays and the glitter falls, and that person knows that they're straight through, that they are safe. Now, in the novel, A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens talks in a similar way about the ghosts of Christmas past, the ghosts of Christmas present, and the ghosts of Christmas future. And just like Ebenezer Scrooge, we want redemption, we want the chance to do over, we want the golden buzzer, but we know we don't really deserve it. And if it's any consolation, when Jesus was a man on earth, Jesus faced the same judges that we face, the past, the present, and the future, starting well, continuing well, and finishing well. And that's why in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, if you don't have your Bibles open, op you know, open them now so that you can read God's word. That's why in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, we read this, for there are three that testify the, the, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. And maybe you're wondering, why am I talking about the spirit, the water, and the blood on a nativity Sunday? Well, that's because we are preaching through the book of 1 John, and uh, you will see the link, how it all works out in the end. And so what John is saying is that the spirit and the water and the blood have their hands all poised over the red buzzers. And we ask ourselves the question, will Jesus have what it takes to start well, to continue well, and to finish well? In X Factor, 
The whole idea is that you bring what you have and then you wow the judges and you wow the audience. And then entering from stage left is this man. And the judges, the spirit, the water, and the blood, they ask him, what is your name and what are you going to show us today? And this man answers, he says, my name is Jesus Messiah, and I'm going to save the world from their sins and restore their relationship with God. He's the only person that could go on the X Factor and actually say something like that and not be laughed off the stage. And the three judges that Jesus has to impress are the water and the spirit and the blood, as we read in 1 John 5 verse 8. But what does the spirit, the water, and the blood refer to? Well, the first judge, the water, is the baptism of Jesus, which we read about in Mark 1 verse 9. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. We were just hearing about that, right? And he was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. So the water represents Jesus starting well, being set apart. Now, the Spirit represents the empowering that Jesus received to live a perfect life in our place. The Spirit represents Jesus continuing well. And so both the water and the Spirit are watching Jesus on stage as he saves his people from their sins. And then the camera, you know, as it does in America's Got Talent and X Factor and stuff, it pans to the faces of the judges. Jesus is doing his thing. And you see their eyes and you see the smile on their faces and you see the tears in their eyes. They love this. It's amazing. What a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Jesus' sacrifice for us. But in America's Got Talent, Canada's Got Talent, or X Factor, there's always that one judge, right? The one who's hard to convince the one whose opinion seems to matter more than everyone else's, think Simon Cowell. And so the water is convinced, and the spirit is convinced, but now the blood must be convinced. In other words, Jesus has to finish well, he has to die well. And so the question, if we're viewing this as a performance, and if we're rating it, did Jesus die well? And for that, we kind of have to ask someone who's out in the audience. He's the centurion who was there at the foot of the cross as he watched the suffering that Jesus went through. He felt the earthquake. He saw the rock splitting, and he heard the report of that heavy curtain temple being ripped in two. And his report when Jesus died was Matthew 27, verse 54, where he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. And so the blood is satisfied. This crucifixion has taken place. This greatest performance, this greatest show, this greatest showman that this world has ever seen, which ended up with sinful people like you and I being declared righteous by a holy God if we place our trust in Jesus. And so the spirit, the water, and the blood all testify to uh, in support of Jesus, as verse 7 tells us in 1 John 5. And verse 9 says that it's fine for three human judges to judge America's Got Talent or X Factor. It doesn't say exactly that, but it says more or less that. 
in verse 9, but what it also says is that only God can judge ultimate X factor, the X factor of the soul. And it says in verse 9 that God's judgment is trustworthy. So if he declares us righteous and good, then we are, and no human judge, not even Simon Cowell, can say otherwise. And this is amazing because of what it means is that our faith in Jesus is not based on our feeling or our behavior or how full the moon is. Our confidence in Jesus has been confirmed and ratified three times by God himself, by the spirit and the water and the blood. Jesus started well, he continued well, and he finished well. And in verse 11, John sums up, This whole testimony of the spirit and the water of the blood in these words. He says this, God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Amen. And this is really where it matters for you and me. Because we either choose to place our trust in him and stop trying to fix our lives ourselves. Or we go on to stage on our own trying to impress God with our little performance. But here's the thing is that the judges have already voted on you. First, you, you haven't started well. We read in the Bible, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You aren't clean, so the water judge gives you an X. You are out. Secondly, you haven't continued well. Just think back over this past year or month or week or, or even hour and the regrets that you have, the sins that you have done, the way that you've tried to live life in your own strength and failed and the spirit judge gives you an X. Lastly, you haven't finished well. You haven't died to your old sins and your old way of life. You, you still think that you can give God a nod every now and again, but continue just as you were. The blood judge gives you an X. You don't have the X factor. It's time for you to quit and go home and stop pretending to be something that you're not. And this is God's judgment on you. Much as he loves you, He cannot let you get through to the next round based on the way that you've been living your life. It would be like Simon Cowell letting through a singer who literally cannot sing a note. It wouldn't happen. Why should it be any different with God? But here's the beauty of the Christmas story, of the good news of Jesus, of the gospel. 1 John 10 verse 10, our... our, 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 the verse of our series. This is love, okay? Not that we have loved God, which means we can never impress the judges ourselves, but that God loved us and sent his son as as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And what this means, friends, is that as we are walking off the stage feeling like failures, remembering how we talked a big talk and how now we have to go home and face the sad and the disappointed failure of our, uh, or faces of our friends and family who place their trust in us, as we do that, just as we're leaving off the stage, Jesus comes on. The one who has already impressed all three judges. Jesus, the one who started well, who continued well, and who finished well. And he comes up to you and he says to you, do you want to make it through? Do not, do you want to go to Hollywood, but do you want to make it through? Do you want to impress the judges? 
And the answer is, of course, yes. Of course you do. And then Jesus says this to you, so stop trying. Stop trying to impress them. Stop trying to impress God. Trust in me and allow me to impress the judges for you. And then you can take what I've done. And it becomes as if you have done it yourself. Friends, Jesus started well. He started in the manger. God became human. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. And he started well so that you don't have to start well. And then he went on and he continued well for you. He walked and he prayed and he lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. He continued well so that you don't have to. And then he finished well for you. He died the death that you deserve so that you don't have to. This is this brand spanking new story that Jesus wrote for you. The water, the spirit, and the blood are all in agreement. And if you place your trust in Jesus, it's as if you're walking off the stage of the X Factor in shame. The judges have already sent you home. You failed, but then Jesus, the star of the show, says, he's with me. She's with me. If you're sending me through to the next round, then they're coming with me. And the faces of each of the judges, the water of the Spirit and the blood, blood, they look at you hand in hand with Jesus, and their faces break into massive smiles. They see that in Jesus you have started well, that you have continued well, that you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, and that you will finish well. It's a promise. Jesus is baptism becomes ours. Jesus's death on the cross becomes ours. Jesus's uh, perfect life, living through life, becomes ours. Jesus's victory becomes ours. This is the testimony. Verse 11, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And at that moment, all of the judges, at the same time, not just one, but all of them, they reach out and simultaneously as they're watching you hand in hand with Jesus Christ, they all slam their hands on the golden buzzer and you are through. You are okay. And the glitter of salvation and hope falls around you. 